0: Welcome to the Goracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking a with you, and make sure to follow our podcast.
1: Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of GoreCom, in which we take the time to speak to small cap executives after they put out important news, especially when the news is about themselves. Because on the screen, Lee Hughes, a lot of him, a lot of you know him as our Beyond the Expert. We've done some great webcasts together, but today he was announced as interim CEO at React Gaming, trades in Canada RGG for our friends in the US under ITMZF. For those who knew the story, as the game as the name probably tells you, uh, they're an emerging esports and iGaming company. They're creating an esports adventure like no other, and what they're going to do is create the world's foremost esports and iGaming, which for a lot of you don't know the terminology, online gambling ecosystem. Let's talk about those two parts. The global online gambling market could potentially hit a trillion dollars by the end of this decade for obvious reasons. More and more people online, more and more jurisdictions needing those tax dollars. On <clears> the <throat> esports side, it was already the fastest growing subsector of digital entertainment, and COVID only accelerated the trend. 2023, next year, it's expected to have 650 million global viewers. Uh, and they're growing uh, a business of $1.4 billion in 2020. And in industry is now growing at 24% compounded annual growth rate. As far as React goes, here's where the void they're filling. Despite the vast amount of viewers, eSports is still dramatically under-monetized uh, relative to traditional sports. The company has made some major acquisitions. We're going to talk about them, the likes of Luke.bet. Had $92 million in total bets in 2020. Over 500,000 registered user, registered users. Uh, great financial success. Parabellum Esports and Compete. A lot of you know that name is Hypex. Now Compete. Lee, my friend, welcome back to the show.
0: Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me. Appreciate hey, it.
1: Congratulations uh, on this appointment. A lot of people don't know that you've got a significant amount of experience as an entrepreneur in the venture capital world for the last twenty years. Uh, how do you feel about getting back into the driver's seat as CEO?
0: Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a few years since I've been in the hot seat, as you as you probably want to want to call it. But I'm um, I'm excited. Uh, you know, I've been a a very good advocate for React, and you know, this is pre asset ownership of all the assets that it owns uh, when it was just a vision company, I guess late 2020 was when I first got presented the business. Um, you know, I'm a significant shareholder of the company and I'm here to to help oh, nice. drive drive the business um, forward into the next phase of its growth cycle. You know, I don't have gaming or, or iGaming or eSports experience uh, but I do have, as you, as you mentioned, a lot of capital markets experience, um, you know, M experience and whatnot. And I guess,
1: and you've had a successful the exit, like don't be too shy. Like you've already had a, a successful exit or two, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I have. Uh, so I certainly know what it takes to take a business from, you know, blank canvas to, uh, to acquisition. Um, and you know, it takes a lot of hard work, uh, raising the capital is, is, is the first part but executing on that capital is the most important part and you know i think in small cap world we all we all struggle with the execution part because it comes with its peaks and troughs you know as management we we can get sometimes caught up in the emotion of what the market is doing and and how that's impacting our day jobs uh, and sometimes most of the time actually distracting us from actually executing on the business and um, the good thing for react is you know, like I said, I, I I would call React a year ago a vision company. It had a great vision. It didn't own assets. It owns assets now, and I think the marketplace is now wanting to see these assets become. Um, I guess will realize its value for the business um, yeah, and its ecosystem, as, you, as you mentioned.
1: Yeah, delivering that. So let's talk about those assets because you got yep. three great ones. Uh, and the, look, the company has been quiet for a while because May was the worst market, even for the biggest companies in the world. In the last hundred years, the Dow was negative for eight weeks in a row. It had happened since nineteen twenty-three. So, every, all of us stayed kind of quiet, right? But it's June. Let's get a bit of a catch-up here. Luke.bet yep. is, you know, is, is a fantastic asset. Uh, asset. What's the status there? What are you plan? Yeah.
0: Look, uh, I've been familiarizing myself over the last a week or two with all the assets um, having very good granular conversations with the, with the asset leaders uh, who in their own right are just phenomenal operators. Uh, you know, loot.bet has, has a lot of data, has years of data that rests sits behind it um, to back up its performance and its value. You know, uh, the esports sector has had its challenges in the last two years, although it's seen the amount of eyeballs grow, the actual execution of tournaments strangely has, has decreased because of COVID and the um, Yeah. Cause even though t chal- sports
1: a lot of those tournaments take place in big stadiums and that. Could Correct.
0: Happen. Yeah. And, you know, uh, sponsorship dollars enable, um, you know, the brick and mortar tournaments to take place. But of course, when you can't fill up a stadium, you then, so, you know, you know the, the sector has been um, affected in, in multiple, in multiple ways. Loot.bet was a was a really big acquisition for the business. As everyone would have seen that our investors, the business was halted for quite some time because of, in part and parcel, to Loot.bet taking place um, or acquiring it. We also um, were obtaining the Isle of Man license, which is, you know, the the Ferrari of licenses for the space. You know, we were successful in being able to obtain that license. Uh, right now, we're actually um, you know, augmenting the platform to be completely underneath the Isle of Man jurisdiction, and that takes time. But I tell you what, with, with what we have there as Loot.Bet and the and business, uh, we're really excited to see it operate under that licence and jurisdiction. Of course, what comes with that jurisdiction is um, somewhat a very big responsibility, but that's okay, because as we see in a lot of new spaces, you know, the grey market or the black market, Typically takes time to become legitimate. And uh, the fact that we're going to be legitimized under a, a really good jurisdiction of the Isle of Man is is, is, is very, very important. Um, and, you it know, comes Luke, with,
1: oh, and it comes with quite some heft, right? You had close to $100 million done in 2020, total handle, uh, correct. over 500,000 registered users. And if I'm not mistaken, just under $5 million in revenue and just over $100,000 in profit. So. It's not like you're you're starting green. You've got a, a nice no. little launch pad.
0: We really do, and the more we lift up lift lift up the hood, the more people have been exposed to loot.bet. And you know what we're really excited about with that platform is actually exposing it to the Canadian and the U.S. market. Uh, you know the numbers and the growth potential here is huge. Uh, the growth potential to expand into Europe and other parts of of APAC or Asia, Asia Pacific is huge we're having a lot of very interesting discussions at the moment with lots of different jurisdictions around the around the planet now that we're becoming calibrated internally with the platform and the product and you know like i said this ecosystem right now is going into the next phase of its growth cycle which is pulling it all together and and react as the parent basically just becoming the enabler for these assets to just perform really really well one of the things that is missing in this space which really attracted me um, when being asked to to come back and get involved at, at management or ex, as an executive is, you know, the industry in gaming, gambling, call it what you will has really struggled in, in North America to, to maintain their valuations. And a lot of that is because of, you know, they're just not making money. Well, DraftKings is
1: bleeding money by the yeah. billions. And that's why their stocks dropped from 70 ish to
0: $10 yeah. last week. Yeah. The competitiveness that exists in, being able to really, uh, the, the customer acquisition cost, as we all know, is extremely competitive and which means it's very, very high. And the average revenue per user or the ARPU just does not balance Doesn't it out. Doesn't make sense. No. So we're quite fortunate, you know, our our, our customer acquisition cost versus our average revenue per user is, is not by any means or any stretch as bad as what some of these companies that are reporting on like DraftKings and whatnot. And, you know, I'm very buoyant about trying to see how we can take that as an opportunity, you know, create this business as an ecosystem to be completely EBITDA positive, and then operating just day to day. I mean, we always see in these types of sectors, these growth potentials, these, these disruptive spaces or sectors, they they certainly have their ebbs and uh, ebbs and flows. But there's typically always a, a, an acquisition opportunity that comes from this too. You know, you're gonna see a lot of businesses that may just not have the formula right, that could be acquired uh, to come in or, or, or be the acquirer. So look, um, it's interesting times for, for us as a business. Uh, loot.bed is certainly a cornerstone asset that we're going to be leveraging. And oh, yeah. um, Well, that know, could be the ecosystem, by- right? It's one important part of the ecosystem.
1: Exactly yeah, it. another important part is Parabellum Esports. That's a, a professional Rainbow Six uh, Esports team that's got over 450 thousand followers. Uh, Generate revenue through sponsorships, prize money, and merchandise. Uh, tell us
0: about uh, how Parabellum is going and and right now and and where you see kicking, it going down the road. Yeah, kicking huge goals at the moment, the Parabellum guys. Um, you know, I was still on the phone with them today between their team. Their men's team that are positioned down in Vegas, and their women's team actually that are positioned down in Brazil. The guys are really kicking some goals. You know, they've they've been able to advance themselves up the ranks. And like I said, you know, with with full disclaimer, I'm not an esports esports expert, so I'm learning. But um, you know, they've been able to attract been able to attract new sponsorship, which we're going to hear about soon. Um, they're really performing as you know top four performers in their in their comp- competition environment. Nice. Um, nice. Their tournaments, you know, are, are, it's looking very positive for them to be graduating up into the international tournament environment, which is which is great for them. And you know, I, I guess as as we're talking about the ecosystem, you know, we have assets that are exposing each other's assets um, and, and and brand value. And you know, Loot. has such a such a a great brand presence in amongst specific jurisdictions um you know that only helps our other branded assets being you know obviously compete.gg and and Parabellum as well so you know the guys are just chipping away and they're doing well
1: compete uh was hypex now compete uh just explain to everyone briefly what compete does and then same thing you know how's it going where do you where do you see yourself taking it
0: yeah. So compete is our tournament platform. You know, um, you and I can, can, can punch in and we can, you know, start having a go against each other in, in different tournaments. Again, I'm still familiarizing myself with all the new games and whatnot. Uh, the comp the, the marketplace, will hear about some pretty exciting news um, on compete, you know, in short order uh, you know, they're, they're heavily into product development right now uh, to make sure that we're just upskilling and, and upsizing the, the different opportunities for monetization. The next real key phase for this project or for this product internally here is, is, to, is to get exactly that is to, is to start monetizing the asset from sponsorship opportunities because of the eyeballs to subscription fees from users, active users, um, you know, sponsorship dollars for tournaments and, and so forth. Um, we've got a, we've got an exceptional team of, of developers and, and, and tech project managers. Uh, I think you've, you've met Ty Root, who's the CEO of Compete. Yeah, it was really um, exciting. With, with, with a lot of experience, um, and I'm talking global experience and working with global brands um, that are working on this project. Um, I'll, be, I'll be going and, and visiting the guys over the next um, couple of weeks, but, we're going to we're going to be sharing a lot more about the performance of these assets now over the course of the next few months, so that the shareholders can understand that, although it might look like the business has been in a holding pattern, um, there has certainly been a lot going on behind the scenes with with nice. the with the key assets. Um, you know, markets are, are generally soft, and have been, like you said, you mentioned May was a was it was a very tough month for for most of the, the market across the globe. Uh, esports has certainly not, or, or in eye gaming, has certainly not been um, protected from any of that. And you know, we're 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 a new sector, a new space. So we've just got to make sure that we're hitting the numbers. And um, numbers are everything. If we can survive, if if an EBITDA positive business can survive in a in a down market, that's okay. Because as well, soon as the market shifts, those that are uh, that are that are um, that are hitting their numbers and that are making money naturally, in my opinion, will we'll go with the trend. They'll be so rewarded. That, yeah, that, that's, our, that's our hope. You know, we, we need to increase the size of our shareholder base, like all small cap businesses need to. You know, we need to be presenting ourselves to the right investor base. Uh, we need to just make sure that we're, we're showing the investors that the, the, the reason why they invested has not changed and that is because, you know, we, need, we needed to make sure that as a, as a vision company a year ago, Um, we were raising money to be able to acquire these assets to make them real and to obviously generate a return and increase the value in the company, which obviously then increases the value for the shareholders. So that message has absolutely not changed. And, you know, whether it was me coming in as an interim or or someone else, uh, the board have made it very, very clear within the business that that message does not change. And and I could not, uh, you know, I, I absolutely agree with them. Well I love the
1: ecosystem that you guys have built. You got the betting platform, you got the esports team, and I, personally I love compete the peer to peer esports tournament platform why cuz unfortunately I'm over 50 now and you know I can't compete in the real world like I used to so I see a huge opportunity in you know us gray guys who still have the competitive juice uh and i'm yeah. not including you in that group because you're younger than i am but you know we still have the compete and you're fitter than i am but we still got that competitive juice where i want to play nba 2k or hockey or fifa against somebody and i want to make it interesting and i think compete is going to fill a really big nice you know nice whole opportunity there and i can't wait to see uh how the how the whole ecosystem can yeah to- to to move forward, buddy.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, what I will say, and we don't need to sort of continue on for much longer, but the, the team are extremely agile, uh, which is, which has just impressed me very agile team. Um, very used to operating in a, in a, in an environment where you have to be nimble. Um, these guys are from 18 years old or 16 years old, right the way up to, you know, um, our generation, if you want to call it call it that, and they're exceptionally creative in, in finding ways to make things work. Um, and, and I think we're seeing in the eSports space um, exactly that. I think we're seeing a calibration of the, of the space. Um, there are a lot of early players that came in and decided to take a risk and operate on it and try and work out what the business model is, the, the business model that works for the space. And we've seen some that have just they haven't succeeded, but they, they're pioneers. Um, and we're seeing others maybe that are a little bit later to the party like us that have, I guess, taken our time. <coughs> and, um, you know, we're, we're fortunate enough that we've got an ecosystem that has the different types of assets that we have so that we can, you know, uh, not just bet on one, one horse. Yeah, uh, love that, and I love that. I think that's, that's been a really key move by by management in the past, and, and also the board uh, and their direction. So, you know, that's that's where we're at, George. And you know, like we we, we certainly haven't gone away. Like I said, we we might have. It might be seen that we've been in a holding pattern, but there's certainly been things going on behind the scenes, and and, and the marketplace is going to certainly become aware of a lot of that over the next uh, over the f- next few months.
1: Well, Lee, the company's acquired its fourth asset, and that's you. And I don't say that lightly because I've had you on Beyond the Expert. Your track record speaks for itself in the venture capital space. Uh, you know the right people. The right people follow you. Uh, you know what it takes to succeed. You know what the pitfalls are, where the uh, landmines are for all small emerging companies. They're all the same. And uh, now with you at the at the head of the table, man, uh, I think that's another great asset. And I can't wait to have you back. But for today, I want to congratulate you on your appointment. Well
0: deserved. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. Everybody at home, you've been watching
1: or released by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Lee Hughes, he's CEO, interim, but I think it's full time CEO, at React Gaming, <laughs> trades on the stock symbol RGG in Canada, and for our friends in the US under ITMZF. Uh, for those new to the story and you believe in the future of esports or iGaming, and especially believe what they can be done, what can be done when they're together then head over to the company's profile page on Agoracom so you can educate yourself on the different components. And then when you've got that knowledge, uh, head over, right over to the React Gaming website to your deep dive due diligence. Hopefully today you discovered your next amazing small cap company. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.
0: Thanks, guys.